Hello, listeners. You are listening to another episode of That's Entertainment. I am your pop culture maven, Jeff Malone. And with me, as always, for our first full episode of 2021, live from Hampton, Maine, is my Aunt Beth Woods. Aunt Beth, how's your 2021 going so far? Oh, it's getting there. <laughs> it's been a weird couple weeks, but yeah. getting there, yeah. Um, yeah, I can't believe this is our first. Did we have a mini episode? You said our first full. Yeah, I, got a, I did a karaoke corner. The, oh, the girls okay. gave me the suggestions for. Oh, I forgot to. I have to listen to that. That me and Elsa did. That's right. Oh, good. Okay, I'll have to check that. Yeah, it's going good. How how's your twenty twenty one? Um, I I predictably I think. Like I feel like I, what's going on in my own life and what's going on in the world at large, I'm. Not surprised that mm-hmm. certain developments have happened, but yeah, yeah. I've, I cut my hair a few days ago, so that's that always that usually helps with my mood when oh, I don't have all so much extra follicles making me overheated. And do you cut it yourself? I have been since the pandemic started. I've only wow. been to the barber shop once. Yeah. Huh. Okay. I've been growing mine. I don't know if I'm going to cut it or not. It's long. Uh, <laughs> so. I run hot and like especially on my head because as soon as yeah, I, after a month and a half, I just, it does not feel comfortable. That's funny. Yeah, I guess you always have been hot. I have, yeah. There's. I remember one time couple years ago when we were all home for Christmas and we were watching old home movies and I guess I was about two so Rob was four and I had this big robe on and Aaron Rob's fiance was like why weren't you why uh, were you was it different for you then Jeff why weren't you hot then I'm like <laughs> wearing that big robe I'm like I think I probably was hot I was just forced to wear this by the adults who didn't realize how hot I was. Yeah, I think people's temperatures, my both Bory and Wesley run hot. We used to send Nana pictures from Montana and they always had like shorts on or no shirt. And she'd be like, aren't they freezing? I said, no, they're hot. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Yes, so. Uh, well, so we're, uh, before we get into our main topic, we thought we'd wrap up 2020 a bit. And, uh, I know I've been assembling my list of my favorite entertainment of the year, as I always do. And I think you had some thoughts as well, some uh, some uh, ideas of, uh, hey, I, I've been taking notes and here's what I want to honor. Okay. <laughs> Well, yeah, I didn't, I should have thought of um, more, I didn't really think about music. It's mostly shows, but, and I probably will send you my list. I just, my favorite uh, of the whole year, I think has to be Hamilton, which was from, on Disney Plus this summer. Mm -hmm. And I assume it's Which we talked about. Yeah. And I said, we did a whole episode on that and. I was trying to think back because I always have trouble remembering from way back when. Um, but I think that would highlight the year as far as uh, entertainment. Um, and then there were you know, some of the shows. I'm, I'm trying to separate favorite entertainment of 2020 to what I'm going to recommend for binging. But right. so there were a couple things like... Um, that I had forgotten about, and I looked back. Uh, Cheer um, mm-hmm. was one that I really, really enjoyed, and um, probably what we do in the shadows. Those are some of my favorites, and I think I watched those quite a. Well, Cheer was quite a while ago. What we do in the shadows was mm-hmm. in the summer, so. Um, but you know, and I have a few more listed that I can. Oh, one TV show that I enjoyed was Qu- the Quiz, which was the. Uh, 
based on the uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire in England. They had a little, uh, I don't know what you want to call it. Mini series. A crisis. <laughs> yeah, but, the the yeah, scandal. Yeah. Scandal, yeah. Um, so, yeah, those were my top. Um, I barely, it's sad because I probably saw a few movies before the uh, pandemic, and I can't even remember. I know one of the last ones I saw was The Way Back with Ben mm -hmm. Affleck, and that was quite good. But, and I'm starting now to catch up on a few since I've yeah. gotten my HBO, but you probably saw a lot more than me. Certainly not what you normally see, but. <laughs> well, I did see plenty, but I was looking over my list after I put my top 10 list together. And do you want to take a guess how many of my top 10 I saw in the theater? Huh. Zero? Close. <laughs> One. <laughs> One is correct. Wow. Yeah. I saw The Invisible Man back in February. Oh. And that, okay. that I I put at number three on my oh, top wow. ten. Yeah. That I'm afraid to watch because it looks, sounds too scary. I mean, it's more of a thriller than, well, yeah. it's, it's a thriller, but a very scary thriller. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So what did you pick for your, some of your favorite entertainment well we both we both loved what we do in the shadows that i this is the first time i ever decided to go with a tie for number one for my favorite tv show of the year oh and, wow. and what we do in the shadows was one of them and the other one was uh, better call saul oh yeah that was really a really good season last year yeah, and I was kind of going back and forth the whole year between the two of them. Which one of those is going to be my number one? And I'm like, you know what? I just want to be in a generous mood this year for my best best of the year list. So I'm like, it's a tie. There you go. Oh, that's good. They're both worthy of being number one. Yes. And movies, oh, my number one is Promising Young Woman. Is that, um, wait a minute, did I write that down on my, yes, with Carrie Mulligan? Mm -hmm. I'm dying to see that. So that's, your, oh, wow. Yeah. What you on? I was fortunate enough to be able to get a screen, an advanced screener. So uh -huh. I watched it. I got an online link. And, and do you think it'll be on one of the streaming services? Probably eventually. So it's in, it's in limited theaters now if you know if you're willing to venture yeah. out to the theater but it's also going to be it's going to be on demand starting the 15th so it'll be available by the time this episode comes out oh, okay. uh, so that'll be i mean i it'll still be a little expensive like if yeah. you get it right away like i think sometimes on-demand streaming for major titles can be as much as 15 or $20. But if you, if you, if you wait a month or two, it'll go down and eventually it'll be on HBO or Netflix yeah. or Hulu or something. Wow. But that was your number one. Yeah, it was, it was, I liked it a lot cause it was, it was a mix of so many different things. It was a revenge thriller. It was a black comedy and it was even a romantic comedy. Oh, wow. And it worked well at all three of those. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm excited to see that. And the woman who directed it mm -hmm. used to be Emerald on... Fennel. Uh, yeah, she used to be on Call the Midwife. Mm -hmm. So I was excited about that, too. So, All right. Well, I will definitely be looking for that one. Yeah, and I've already published my... If you want to see my entire top 10 list, top 10 movie list, you can go on jmoney.com. And I think I, for TV shows, I think I ended up doing a top 67 of the year. Oh, geez. <laughs> Not 10. <laughs> That's quite a bit. I can't contain TV to 10. <laughs> I know. I mean, there's okay. like, even into the 30s, I'm like, this is, there's like some years where my 30, number 35 show could have been a contender for number one. Mm -hmm. And this was a good year. I mean, with with COVID and being home, there were certainly a lot of good things to, to yes. watch. Yes, the entertainment companies certainly figured that uh, plenty of people 
who were staying home just wanted to be distracted or otherwise mollified. Yeah, they did a good job. Okay, so we should get into our some of our recommendations. Suppose we should, yes. Yeah. So on that's entertainment, in case you don't know, or in case you want to be reminded of what the premise is, we pick a pop culture topic each episode and discuss it according to the three Fs. First, favorite, and forever. This time, our topics is a little different because we're not drilling down on one specific topic. We've decided to do winter binging TV recommendations. So not only are we still in the midst of a pandemic that is forcing plenty of people to stay home, we are also in the Northern Hemisphere, at least. We're in the darkest and coldest months of the year where people are more inclined to stay home and stay warm anyway. And uh, that's, you know, a time to uh, stay uh, warm by the glow of the TV screen. Yeah. (laughs) So with that in mind, Aunt Beth and I have come up with uh, some TV shows that you can stream while you're on your couch and hopefully you enjoy them. I'm going to do a little uh, intro to uh, provide some uh, table setting for this topic. So here we go. According to Wikipedia, binge-watching, also called binge-viewing or marathon-viewing, is the practice of watching content, TV, streaming services, etc., for a long time span, usually a single television show. Does that sound right to you? That's what we're going to be figuring out in the next uh, several minutes. Okay, so so first uh, we'll do a we'll do the first section where we kind of define what binging is. Well, I just did. I just gave Wikipedia's definition, but uh, so we're, Aunt Beth and I are going to talk about like when we first heard the term binge watching and and what it what it means to us, what our, our general thoughts about it are. So, what what are your general thoughts about it? Well, like I've said before, I don't always remember the dates as well as you, Jeff, unless it's a birthday. I remember, I remember everybody's birthday. But I was trying to figure out when I first got Netflix, because that's probably when I would have heard about binging. And I'm guessing it was about 2012, because the first series that I binged was Breaking Bad, and that was in the summer of 2013. But my first thoughts, I think, when people talked about binging, I thought, wow, I could never sit in the front of the TV for that long and just watch a show. Like, I mean, I'll, sometimes, you know, I watch maybe four hours in the evening, but I usually vary what I'm watching. So I really, the most t- shows I can watch in a row are two maybe one one or two times I've watched three, but um, so I don't consider myself a true binger unless it's, I will pick a show and then um, try to um, just watch that before I go on to another show often. So maybe I'll binge it in a week or something or a few weeks, but I can't sit there, you know, nonstop and watch. So are you, what do you, what did you hear about it? Yeah, I was thinking about the same. I, yeah, I didn't have a very specific date pinpointed, but I, if I had to peg it, I would say 2013 was where I felt the term came into common usage. Mm -hmm. I know, I think that was the, first year where I watched an original Netflix show or at least semi-original that was when uh the fourth season of Arrested Development was released oh and it came out on Netflix right Right. okay then I remembered so then Bojack Horseman was released the following year and I remember some ads some online ads uh that said like here's your next favorite binge watch and there's a picture of bojack horseman right there and like just for some reason that's stuck in my mind as a show that was really being pushed that way like here you know you can just gobble all the 
every single one of these episodes up real quick. But it, I, I didn't gobble it up real quick, although I did end up watching that particular show. But yeah, I, I'm not a binger either. I am someone who can spend maybe like four hours or so from like seven to 11 watching different shows. Yeah. Like one episode of like four or five shows per night. Um, But yeah, I mean, I also, I wanted to mention there's binging and there's marathoning and marathoning seemed to be the preferred term back in the 90s and early 2000s when I was growing up. But I mean, binging wasn't as much of an option then because that's a pre-streaming era. Marathoning was like more often in reference to when reruns of a show were like maybe 10 episodes of a show were shown or five hours on a Saturday afternoon or something. Or, you know, like there's the Twilight Zone marathons every New Year's. Mm -hmm. So marathon is still, that term is still used. So I guess in general usage, marathoning refers to a show that you've already watched while binging is a new viewing. Oh, okay. Yeah, and before we couldn't, you couldn't, binge anyway because you had to wait each week just to see a new you know when a show would come out on a network you could only watch once a week and now when it's released on Netflix you can watch the whole series in as quick a time as you want so you know unless there were people back in the day who just recorded everything on their VCR and just waited it for it to build up on a v, their VHS tapes. Maybe. maybe. I mean, there yeah. are people who do that with their DVRs now, but I, I wonder if there was anyone like back in the 80s and 90s who did that the old yeah. the analog way. Yeah. Well, so even though Aunt Beth and I have just both admitted to not being bingers, we're going to go <laughs> ahead and recommend, still recommend shows that we think you might enjoy if you've binged. And now that leads us into the favorite section where we actually reveal our recommendations. And uh, so, yeah, we put together our list. Aunt Beth came up with the idea for this episode. And I, then I came up with the sub-idea of saying, okay, let's categorize our selections. Let's have an old, middle, and new. So we've each... I think, uh, Aunt Beth, you said you had like 12 shows you wanted to recommend, but... Well, I could just list some quickly. I have 10 and then I have the three um, that you, the categories, so. Yeah, um, so we, yeah, we've decided to spotlight three each. So one that's more than 10 years old, one that's like from within the past five years and one from just last year, from 2020. So yes, okay. I guess we'll go back and forth. You'll do your... 10-year-old show first, and then I'll okay. do my 10-year-old show. So, uh, do you yeah. want to do that, excuse me, before we list more? Let's, the... uh, let's do the list of honorable mentions, as it were. Let's start off with those. Okay. So the one for, that's over 10 years old we're starting with. Right. Um, and I picked Friday Night Lights, um, which the according to the um website was from 2000 ran from 2006 to 2011 so i watched it when it was live so i would have only seen each season one at a time but now it uh, looks like it's streaming on both hulu and amazon so there's five seasons that could take a while to watch (laughs) but i know but um, that was pro- did we do a list of I don't I feel like I talked about Friday Night Lights before but I'm not sure that might have been older did it make than- your I think it was top best of the 2010s I think I didn't put it because it was it ended in 2011 and I wanted right. something yeah it would have if because it is one of my all time favorite uh, shows so if people it's basically I'll just it's about a uh, high school um football well a town in texas that kind of 
idolizes football, but you do not have to be a football fan to enjoy it. So that would, that's my pick for that one. Okay. You said that's on Amazon and Hulu? Yeah. Okay. That's what I saw. Okay. And yeah, so I, I wanted to pick some shows. Yeah. That we hadn't mentioned before. So, well, this, that we didn't mention on our best uh, of the the decade list. Although I actually I think I might have picked one, but that's okay. But uh, this this one is a I don't believe I've ever mentioned on the podcast before. So my older show, relatively older, doesn't seem that old to me. But uh, I don't know. I guess I'm I'm I'm. Uh, I, this that reminds me. I saw someone post on like this random tweet or something on Instagram where someone said I was buying alcohol and the clerk said to me, "Oh, I know you're old enough because I saw the one on your ID." I just saw that too. <laughs> and does that make you feel old? Um, maybe <laughs> I guess so. I don't know. Lots of things make me feel old nowadays, and just I, considering That's the. Funny. What? Yeah, you know, if you were born in before two thousand, you, you're definitely old enough to legally yeah. drink alcohol now. So, huh. um, but yeah, so this show I'm picking now aired fifteen and a half years ago, and I guess that makes it a classic now. Uh, and I'm it's uh, this is a show called Stella which aired for one season in the summer of 2005 on Comedy Central. Hey, Beth, do you know about this show? I remember you guys loving it, and I think Wesley watched some with you, but I, I never watched it, though. Yeah, it was, uh, it was like a sh- kind of one of those shows that felt designed exactly for me. It stars mm-hmm. Michael Ian Black, Michael Showalter, and David Wayne as three roommates who wear suits all the time. They live in, I don't think they ever specify the setting, but it's, it's obviously shot in Brooklyn. And it's, it's very much a New York show even, but it's like a, a fantasy world. And yeah, so I it only aired for one season of 10 episodes. I ate them all up and then I bought the DVD set as soon as I could. And I think that's when Wesley was introduced to it. Um, I think I brought bought the DVD recently when you were visiting for oh, okay. possibly the following summer, and yeah. yeah, Wesley was was happy to be introduced to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's it was a very meta show. It uh, deconstructed the tropes of sitcom television, and uh, there's one scene where Michael, Michael, and David uh, they're annoying. They're the girls who live on the, in the apartment below them and they come up and they're like, uh, actually they, they do something that causes the girl's apartment to, to flood. So like, can we come stay in your apartment till the flood goes away? And then they're like, okay, well let's discuss it. So, and then they turn to the camera and what do you think at home? And then, <laughs> so they're like talking directly to the audience and then the camera cuts away and from the girls' perspective, so now the girls are just watching them leaning down, looking ahead at nothing. Like, they're not actually looking at a camera. Oh. So, you know, it was a very niche type of humor at the time and still a niche type of humor. But I think I think it it's ripe to be rediscovered. I think meta humor has become even more of a thing in the years since and... Uh, so that's actually available to stream on Vimeo. Uh, uh-huh. I don't think that's, you know, like someone just posted it up there. I don't think it's officially on there. But you know, Vimeo, you you don't even need an account to go on there. Oh, you, you don't watch. have to pay for that? Nope. I, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like YouTube. Vimeo is like a YouTube competitor. So just, oh, uh, okay. just search where to watch Stella. Watch Stella on Vimeo and it should pop up. And and I'll provide the link in the show notes. Okay. Okay, I kind of cheated for this one. Is not quite is a little older than five years, um, but 
and I probably should have been more original, but because I picked this as my number one um, drama series. But this is, like I said earlier, this is what introduced me to binging. I guess I'd call it, I, I watched it that in one summer and it was five seasons. So that was a sort of a bit of binging mm -hmm. and that's Breaking Bad, which aired from, or was on regular TV from 2008 to 2013. I think I watched it in that summer, either 2013 or 2014, I don't know. Um, and it's on Netflix now. And we talked about that. It's a, um, about a chemistry teacher who uh, is diagnosed with cancer and then turns to making and selling uh, drugs and <laughs> you can't right. it's it's fantastic the acting the writing the story is just I mean when I first heard about it I thought this doesn't sound like the kind of show I would would love but it just grabs you and it's just fantastic so if people haven't seen that yet it's definitely a good one to to binge yeah and you could just you don't have to do it all at once but yeah yeah i mean i wonder with a show that's been as acclaimed and popular as that was i'm like do we need to recommend it but then i'm like you know it's been what now six seven years since it ended that's there's some yeah. people who have oh i'm who, sure there's who haven't Caught who, uh, I mean, like if you were, I don't know, let's say you're 15 now. I don't think you were watching it when you were nine years old, so. Yeah. No, it's, there's probably still a good audience for it out there. Yes. Well, I have a confession. I've still only seen a couple of episodes of it, so oh, I, wow. I could... That should be on your list because yeah. I think you love it. I oh, I bet I would. There's you've watched all of of Saul. Interesting. A better Call Saul. Yeah. Well, yeah. I I mean I think I there would probably be some things I would pick up on if I yeah. had that I'm not picking up on if I had watched Breaking Bad, but I feel. I'm not confused. Let's put it that way. Oh, yeah. Like, no. Like if but, if break, if uh, Better Call Saul had just been an origin, original concept, like it was just like, here's Bob Odenkirk starring as a sleazy lawyer, like that would have mm -hmm. been enough to get me to watch it. And I mean, it was enough to get me to watch it. Mm -hmm. um, but no, that's why I think you would love Breaking mm -hmm. Bad if you love, uh, I mean, it's there's certainly different stories, but if you love that, uh, Better Call Saul so much. You'll watch it someday. So what, oh, what was, <laughs> what's your pick? Yeah, so mine from uh, within the past five years or so. So I, I, yeah, I was kind of trying to pick something that we hadn't talked too much about on the podcast. And I think this had made my best of the 2010s list. So I think it was mentioned back in that episode, but this is, that's okay. This show has flown under the radar for as long as it's been in existence. So it can always use the boost. I'm talking about Man Seeking Woman, which ran on FXX for three seasons from uh, 2015 to 2017. So this is 30 episodes, half hour show. So it, uh, you know, if you watch an episode of the day, per day, you can be done in a month with, uh, yeah. without much fuss. Uh, it's currently available on Hulu, and it stars Jay Baruchel as a guy who's trying to find the, the right gal for him. And uh, he finds that uh, dating can be tricky. And uh, in his world, when someone swipes him, swipes left on a dating app for him, that means that his entire body gets flung across the room. That's uh, how devastating it is. Wow. And that, that's what the uh, my Zoom background is from, Aunt Beth. Oh. So these are like, this is uh, Jay Baruchel's character and his best friend, played by Eric Andre. In one episode, they're competing for the affection of the same girl. So they mm -hmm. turn into like Japanese-style 
action robots. Oh, like, that's like what these giant, are Yeah, okay. giant monster robots. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> that's what it feels like sometimes when you and your best friend like the same girl. It feels <laughs> like you're destroying the whole city. <laughs> um, but I thought this show could be especially resonant for people who are struggling to date in the midst of a pandemic and aren't sure if they should meet a new person in person or how a a virtual date would work and all those concerns. Yeah, it's definitely a makes, makes that whole, the whole idea of dating is hard anyway. And then with the pandemic, it's that much harder. Yeah. Uh, this one does have a happy ending ultimately. So if you're a, if you're a rom-com lover at heart, I think you'll enjoy it and hopefully it can give you some inspiration in your own life as well. All right. Um, for my most recent, which was just on this past December, although that was the second season. So the first season was in 2019 um, I put, recommend Virgin River. Um, it's on Netflix, and I actually just read that it topped the list of uh, the top shows that have been, I don't know if they called it binged, or just the top Netflix shows, and Virgin River was number one. Um, it's not, Is that it's, where it says, like on the, the home screen on Netflix, where it says number one on Netflix, or...? No, I forget where I read that. It might have been in TV Guide or I don't know where, but I just recently saw that. Oh, yeah, no, I know where you're talking about where it says trending now or number one. on. I don't think it was there, though, that I saw it. But um, anyway, it's just a kind of a, I guess you might, uh, no, it wouldn't be a rom-com because it's not really a comedy. But um, Who are the uh, main cast members? So the main, oh, see, I should have checked. So Tim Matheson is one of them. And the girl who used to be on This Is Us <laughs> played played uh, Kevin's girlfriend. I can't remember her name, is the star. So and Alexandra Breckenridge? Yes, Alexandra okay. Breckenridge. And she plays a nurse practitioner who comes to this beautiful town in California. And you kind of get the idea that she's leaving some things behind and basically it's just her you know meeting the town folk and and how things develop um my friend of mine and i kind of described it as a step up from a hallmark movie i don't want i don't want to put a label on it because it's really it's good the acting is good the writing's good but it's not like it's you know it's a romance but there's a lot more going on and you can zip right through it quickly. I think it's 10 episodes um, that are about an hour. So kind of maybe- And per season? Per season, yeah. Maybe a little like a nighttime soap type, Mm -hmm. but but it's fun though. So that would be my top recommendation. Okay, very nice. So yeah, now it comes to my, 2020 show and this is a show that i included on my best 67 shows of 2020 list and i wanted to spotlight it because it was it kind of fell under the radar for me i didn't even realize that it was airing or that it might be something i'd be interested in until the entire all of the episodes had finished airing but luckily it was only six episodes long and it didn't take me too many days to finish it. It's a how-to with John Wilson. It's a comedic documentary series uh, that aired on HBO, so it's available to watch on either the HBO app or HBO Max. And this is uh, executive produced by Nathan Fielder of Nathan For You, and it's got a very similar vibe. Uh, John Wilson is a documentarian based in New York, and on this show, he's giving advice. The uh, episode titles are things like how to make small talk, how to put up scaffolding, and how to split the check. So he starts <laughs> off with these seemingly simple topics, and then they lead him to all sorts of adventures, oh. like the, the how to make small talk episode. It's just 
starts with him going around the city saying, uh, hey, what do you talk about when you're meeting new people or just bumping into people over the course of your day? And somehow he ends up going to spring break in Cancun uh, while MTV is filming there and kind of make fr- makes friends or struggles to make friends. And there's this gag about him getting in all the shots of MTV's uh, cameras and they have to tell him to get out of the way because he's uh, he's such a bummer on screen. And they're like, we need to get you out of the shot. So somehow that's part of figuring out how to make small talk. Um, but uh, So most, he doesn't appear on camera too often. Most of what you're seeing is what he's capturing as he just goes around the city. There's lots of visual weight. Like in uh, the one episode, How to Put Up Scaffolding, he's telling us all the names of the people in a scaffolding construction crew. So we we see shots of these people as he's listing them. So he's like, there's the scaffold groundy, the planky, the flagger, that's the person waving pedestrians by, the beam boys, the foreman, the hammer guy, the, uh, having trouble reading my notes, uh, the bathroom attendant, who is the person who gives a bucket on a a uh, rope and then the bucket goes up. Um, that's called the bathroom attendant? That's, <laughs> that's the joke. It's kind of, you realize for a second there, like, wait a minute. Okay. Is that a joke or are these guys actually okay. going to the bathroom in a bucket? Okay. Well, they're <laughs> several stories up. And then there's there's the sweet man who's in charge of buying donuts. Mm. And then there's Spot. Because there's one of the scaffolding crews just happened to have a dog with them. Oh, okay. What did you say the name of the, the star is? John Wilson. Oh, John Wilson. So it's called... the name of the show is How To with John Wilson. Okay. Um, yes, I mean, it's a very quirky show. Um, but yeah, it's... Uh, if you like Nathan For You, as uh, I did very much so, I would highly recommend this. I think you get right into the sensibility of this guy within a few minutes of the first episode. Okay. I think we had a good variety there of shows or um you know different types of shows for people to <laughs> yeah i was a little worried that mine might be a little too weird a little too me but then i was like well aunt beth will have some that are her and we'll be yeah, we'll true. provide some yin and yang we'll complement each other well and Anyway, I should recommend the ones that are that most represent my taste because I I'm oh, the yeah. one who can do the best job recommending what I like the most. Yeah, and people have to decide if they like it or not. Exactly. And if you don't have any interest in what I'm recommending, why are you listening to this podcast? Yeah, that's right. Maybe, I don't know, but if, if you do, if you don't like anything that I like in the entertainment world, but you still like listening to this podcast, great. You know, if you, if you for somehow, somehow, some way enjoy people talking about something that you have absolutely no interest in, well, that's, <laughs> that's a perfectly uh, acceptable way to spend your time. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, do you want me to list a couple of the other ones? If you will, if you'd like, yeah. Well, I'll just mention a few that I thought were, well, most people have probably heard about the Queen's Gambit and that's on Netflix. Um, I, these, I tried to pick a few different types too. This one I really liked. It's called the magic of Disney's animal kingdom. And it's on Disney, and it shows the their animal themed Animal Kingdom park, and the kind of what goes on behind the scenes. So if you're an animal lover, it's just fascinating. I loved it. Um, 
this was a really interesting show called Tiny Pretty Things. Have you heard of that? Name sounds familiar. It's about a ballet school um, and, and a murder. So it's kind of intriguing, but there's some beautiful dancing in it too. And then Selena, the series is also on Netflix. And I loved that. That's about the singer who was murdered. And this kind of shows the early, her early years. Um, and then the final one is called Detectorists, which I'm gonna tell Jeff more about later, which is on Prime, a very British quirky show, if you're into that. <laughs> so those are just a few that, I mean, there's so many things out there that, that you could find. So it really depends on your tastes and things, but those were a few that I've watched in the past, not too long ago, actually. Well, we kind of with uh, like seemingly like a hundred new shows being released per day, oh. you can never have enough curation. It's and too much though, because then I keep feeling like other, I'm never going to catch up. There needs to be like some sort of book or some practice of like Zen that's specifically designed for the age of peak TV. Like, here's how to not be stressed out yeah. by all the shows that you're not watching. You know, because then you feel like you're missing out. So, but you can watch so much. Yes, that's right. Um, yeah, there were a couple of shows that I considered being my binge choices that I, I didn't ultimately not chose not to choose because they weren't available to stream easily but i thought about including the grinder but that oh, one okay. season wonder with rob Lowe and fred savage you can <laughs> mm -hmm. buy the dvd if you'd like that's that's still a, um, an option in this day and age and i also thought about a uh, downward dog which shared oh, for yeah, one that. season cool. with uh apps which starred allison tolman and her talking dog yeah that was a great one yeah, so both of those shows you could like rent them by, on an episode by episode basis, but mm. unfortunately they're not on any of the yeah. big streaming sites. But uh, I don't know, maybe if you uh, if you demand it uh, the, to the powers that be, maybe they'll <laughs> be available there eventually. Uh, but yeah, so that brings us to: uh, Do you have any trivia for us today, Aunt Beth? Or I forgot. Huh. I forgot. Do you have any? I, I don't. Yeah. Uh-oh. I didn't even about, think about it. Well, it'd be hard, like a binge trivia. I don't know. Well, maybe we could do like a 2020 recap trivia. So how about mm. if I say, how about if I say, what was the highest grossing theatrical release of 2020? Hmm. Just just uh, in mo in movie theaters, or just domestically, so only U.S. money, not internationally. Yeah. Um, I don't even have a guess because I I know Tenet didn't do as well as they hoped. Yeah, that's um, that's currently eighth for the year. Okay. Do you want to give me a hint? This is a sequel. It's the third in a series. It's a decades-long series. The first movie came out in 1994, I believe, and the second one came out in 2003. Hmm. It, stars one of, it stars two people. It's like a buddy movie, and one of the stars is oh. one of the biggest stars in the world. Martin Lawrence and Will Smith. Right. Do you know the name of it? Bad Boys. Is it Bad Boys or something like that? It is Bad Boys. Do you know? Uh -huh. That's the franchise. Do you know the full title? No. I don't remember the full It's Bad Boys for Life. Oh, okay. Wow, mm -hmm. and that was the top grossing? Yeah, it came out back in January. Made a little more than oh. $200 million. Oh, it came out before that long ago. So before yeah. the pandemic. Wow. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, so we're going to do uh, the forever section now and where we look ahead to the future and take stock of where we are now. So as far as binging goes, uh, 
that means uh, looking at uh, the shows of 2021, a few have already been released and uh, some are on our radar coming out soon that we think might be worth binging or, or watching one episode at a time, however you prefer. So what did you, what caught your uh, fancy? Well, I was putting down a few movies, but those were just because I hadn't been able to see them, like One Night in Miami and The Promising Young Woman. But for T, um, oh, and Nomadland, I'd like to, whenever that comes out. I but believe I, it's um, going to be on Hulu in, uh, oh, in February. Okay. Um, for TV shows, I wrote down... Um, I'm excited for WandaVision, which starts tomorrow on Disney Plus. Um, right. It'll be, it'll be up by the time you're listening to this episode. Yes. And then uh, Genius, which is, I think, that's the third time they've done this series. It's on National Geographic. They've done um, Albert Einstein and... Picasso? Yes, Picasso. This one is about Aretha Franklin. And that's coming up. Whew. Unfortunately, I don't remember. Ex- I think in February on National Geographic. And then I wrote this show down, but I don't even remember why I liked it. It's because it's on sci-fi, which I never watch. But the description sounded so good. It's called Resident Alien. Do you remember? Oh, have you read- I saw commercials for it during the Twilight Zone marathon. Okay. And I, I did take good. note of it because Alan Tudyk is the star. Yes, and I like him too. So I did write that down to to watch. And then now I'm just watching, you know, shows that have come back from being on break, like uh, This Is Us and um, lots of medical shows that I'm watching. Um, There weren't a lot of brand new ones that I was that excited about. How about you? What do you have? Well, I've actually already, believe it or not, watched an entire series of a new 2021 show which one uh history of swear words oh i watched the first one (laughs) (laughs) with nicholas cage right so each episode there's six episodes it's on netflix and they're all just about 20 minutes each yeah i watched one of them they focus on one naughty (laughs) word per episode that we can't say Yes, yes i watched the first one was the worst of the bad words, and I right. watched that one. <laughs> it, was, it was interesting. Oh, so you you've completed that one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought Nick Cage was a very solid choice for a host. He seemed mm-hmm. to relish the yeah. <laughs> the assignment. He had a damn good time to yeah. uh, spotlight <laughs> one of the words that is given. It's give it has an episode devoted to it. Mm-hmm. And all, all that's the one episode title that we are allowed to say on air and still keep this show family friendly. Yeah, that's right. um, and I'm also looking forward to WandaVision and kind of intrigued to see how Superman and Lois will turn out. That I did have that on my list. I didn't write it down here, but that is on my list to watch. So yeah, I'm curious how that will be. Um, and I, I just remembered when you said the history of swear words, my friend had told me about that. And then another one, and I can't remember the name of it. I watched the first episode. It's about people that have died and come back um, to talk about it. Oh, shoot. What is that called? Um, I can look after if we stop, because I know I have it written down in the living room. Because um, ver- it was very interesting. And uh, it's a, what do they call it? Um, something, not almost death, but the something death experience. Near death? Near death experience. I'll look for it in a minute. But that's, yeah, that was another one that, can you pause for a minute and I'll go get sure. it. I start. All right, hold on. At this point, Aunt Beth got up to look up the name of the show that she couldn't remember. It's called Surviving Death, and people um, talk about their near-death experiences. It's on Netflix. I, I just watched the first one, and it was quite intriguing. So that's another new series. Okay. So, that's it for my list. 
Yeah, so that should be uh, all that we've given you. That should be enough to last you, what would you say, at least a month? At least, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, I think that brings us to the end of our show. Uh, Aunt Beth, anything to promote that you've uh, got going no. on? Nothing, nothing, nothing. <laughs> Have you discovered any new dog breeds? No, but I'm taking care of a, uh, what is he? A, Shi a Shih Tzu Bichon mix. And okay. her, her name is Pebbles. <laughs> and she's about five pounds. And she, well, she's only five months old. So I'm going to have her all next week. And she's the cutest thing. Uh, she's just a teeny. I'll have to send you a picture, Jeff. No okay. other new new breeds though we, i guess we should make some new breeds up i guess <laughs> yeah that reminds me i had a dream a few weeks ago where there was this chihuahua on my bed and it had like the tiniest legs i'd ever seen like they were <laughs> an inch long oh my God. <laughs> somebody says chihuahua funny wesley does it's from some show show chihuahua oh i can't I gotta ask him about it because it would crack us up. Anyway, that's an aside. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah, no, I don't have anything else to promote. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll mention again my best of 2020 articles are my TV shows and movies lists are up on my blog, jmoney.com, currently, and all my music lists should be up there soon. Oh, and my podcast lists are is up there as well. All the shows that I listen to besides our own. I'm uh, going to mention on that list. And um, Ken Jong, if you're listening, there's still a standing invitation if you'd ever like to be a guest on here. And um, anyone who'd like to leave us a review, as always, there's a, a standing invitation there as well for us to read it on air. So you can go to readthispodcast.com slash that's entertainment. And uh, if you're one of those people on social media you can follow us on facebook instagram or twitter and i guess that's everything so i guess it's time to say good night good night what is good night miss you alex yes how do you think ken's doing so far okay. as a uh, guest host? Well, I, haven't, I haven't watched them all i watched the first two and i thought it i mean you know he's doing okay yeah i didn't even though i thought it anticipated it being strange i didn't realize how strange it was going to be until he started reading the clues and saying yeah. yes and no i know it's <laughs> <just> so weird <laughs> um, yeah yes yeah. so i'll say i'll say what is good night as well just you know i feel like honoring alex just whatever the topic when comes up that's right um but uh, as for everything else Keep your remotes handy and your eyes open.